So I wanted to spend this morning uh, helping us to think about uh, Jesus, the forever king. You'll notice all of our songs are a little bit king-themed, and we're thinking about Jesus being the forever king. And so I've got lots of chance for people to help me this morning to tell the story of what's going on. I don't know where my... Oh, my props manager is right there, and the props team is ready to go. Um, what could possibly go wrong is my question to you. I need my first thing. I'm glad you're all there. That does take four people to bring. Thank you. Who has one of these? In fact, who's been getting to the end of one of these? Maybe you don't have one that's quite so fancy. What is it? You can call out. Has anyone had a really... I've been following someone online who, who's had a, a Vogue advent calendar. Has anyone had anything as fancy as that? No? Me either. Um, I haven't even had one. That's terrible, isn't it? You've got two. Well, that's sad. With our advent calendars, you will all know that what we've been doing is we've been waiting, haven't we? And that's what Advent is all about. It's a time where we have been waiting. And waiting is really hard, isn't it? Does anyone else find waiting difficult? Yeah, waiting for Christmas is especially difficult. Waiting is really difficult, isn't it? And do you know what? I'm going to put this down here now. Do you know what? Waiting is a big part of the story of the people of God. People who were waiting for God to do what he had promised to do. The people, God's people, the Israelites, were waiting a really, really long time, a really long time, thousands of years for the first Christmas. So what we're going to do to help us to tell the story, to really understand about this forever king, is we're going to go right back to the beginning of time. Does that sound all right with you? Right back to the beginning of time. Oh, thanks. Thank you. If we could have the same energy from the rest of the room, I would appreciate <laughs> It's a panto. Just remember, just try and channel panto. Yeah, exactly, David. So this is the world, in case you didn't know. Thank you, much better, excellent. Right back in the beginning of the world, God made everything to be what? Good. He made everything good. God made a good world. But there was a problem. Who's got my problem? Thomas. Stop touching it, please. Stick that on there. Thank you. Oh, no. People started to do what they wanted to do and not live in the ways that God wanted them to live. They started to be selfish. They started to be jealous. They started to snatch from each other, use horrible words towards each other. They were doing fighting. They were doing fighting. And some, that meant, because some people were being selfish, it meant some people had lots and some people didn't have enough. But God didn't want it to be like that, did he? And so 
God decided to tell people the best ways to live. He gave the Ten Commandments, that list of ways to live, that to help us all to live. And he also l- decided to live with them. How did he live with them? Does anyone know? It's a word beginning with T. I think it is a tent. Pop it out. It's a very accurate representation. Pull it out. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Pull it out. That's it. Thank you. Of the tabernacle. Here we are. No. Here we are. Very good. God wanted to live with his people. But because of everything that was going on, all of their behavior, he set himself aside in a special tent, which looked just like this, to live with his people. But it was still really hard for the people to get it right all the time. And they started to continue to be mean again. So God decided to give them leaders to help the people to follow the right way. But sometimes what happened was the leaders weren't good and showed the people a bad way because they were selfish. Now this is a test on your knowledge of some of the kings, some of the kings. Now if you have an in-depth knowledge of the Old Testament, of all of the kings of Israel and Judah, don't hate me for this bit, okay? No, sweetheart. So, who's the first king? Adelaide, you've got him. Come and peg him to our line. Put him at the beginning here. Lower it down a bit. Saul. Okay, what do we know about Saul? Anyone? Good then bad, Timmy said. Yeah. We're making some snap judgments on the kings but all in all not great Adelaide can you add the not great sign to Saul please so after Saul who was next Thomas have you got the next one great who was next we had David what do we know about David anyone know anything about King David peg him on Thomas that's it We know anything about David? He liked sheep? Sure. Killed Goliath, yeah. And some other people. (laughs) General judgment around David, fairly good king. Yeah, as kings went, he was all right. So we'll give him a tick. Next, who's next? Uh, Let's have Solomon next. Hold that line up high so that we can... That's it. What do we know about Solomon? Anyone know anything about Solomon? Wise, yeah. Good then bad. A lot of wives. What's our judgment on Solomon? Has he got... Has Solomon got a yes or a no? Yeah, yeah. We're not sure about Solomon. Who is next? Let's put a few up now. 
So next, maybe, I mean, we're skipping a few, but it's okay. Uh, Ahab. No one send this to my theological college, please. You think Ahab was the worst king. All right, well. Okay, who's next after Ahab? Let's have the next one up as well. Peg them up. That's it. Hannah, you might need to assist with some of the pegging. Okay, we're nearly there. Okay, hold it up. No, sweetheart. Okay, so you can see here we are a collection of kings, some good, some bad, some mixed, mostly mixed not providing the people with the leadership and the good, helping them to do good things and be God's people in the right way. And so in the end, God said, stop. Stop. Let's pop the stop sign up there. He said, stop. God said, do you know what? I need to go. I need to go and live with my people. Let's stop this. I need to go and live with my people. And so God promised to send a forever king. Have we got the forever king? We need to move it all along. That's right. That's exactly right. He promised to send a forever king, but first they would have to wait. They would have to wait. And we know all about that waiting, don't we? We've been doing that waiting during the whole of Advent, waiting for the forever king to come. We've been waiting. All right. Thank you, king holders. You can go and put the, the line away now. So they waited and they waited. Oh, the props team are running around now. They waited until the time was just right. God sent an angel to Mary and told her, you are going to have a baby. The next, what? Yeah, go on, you can put the angel there. Just the angel and Mary. That's what we need. Oh, that's better. I need my Bible now, Hannah, please. Thank you very much. And here's what the Bible says about it, because it's important to read the Bible when we get together, isn't it? The Bible says this, in the sixth, sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. And this is what it says about him being the forever king. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will never end. 
And what happened? Did Mary agree? She agreed and she said, I will do it. Can we put Mary there? Thanks. So then what happened? When Joseph found out, we need Joseph now. Come and bring him. He wasn't sure, was he, Joseph? He wasn't sure about what was happening. He wasn't sure because he'd wanted to marry Mary, but he wasn't sure if that was the right thing to do now. But then what happened? An angel appeared. An angel appeared and spoke to Joseph in his dream. And so everything, he was reassured and he decided he would marry Mary and everything was going to be good. So Joseph and Mary got married. And when Mary was nearly ready to have her baby, they had some bad news. We've got to go to Bethlehem, to Nazareth, to get from Nazareth to be counted. And so they packed up their things and went on their way. I think we need a donkey. Oh, CJ's got the donkey. Can we have the donkey? Thank you. Here's the donkey. You can come and see these characters afterwards. They are so cute. Let's have the donkey. It doesn't say in the Bible that they traveled by donkey, but it is our, one of the nice details. So they packed up their things and they went on their way. And it was so crowded. Everywhere was full. More waiting. We're still waiting for the forever king to come. They tried old friends and family members. They couldn't find anywhere with space to spare. And they knocked on the door. Well done, CJ. They knocked on the door of the last house they could find. And they said, we're full in the house. But if you want to, you can stay where the animals live. It was probably really smelly, yeah tabernacles getting wrecked over here but what choice did they have so Mary and Joseph lay down in the stable and that night the baby was born bring me the baby <laughs> and the manger you can come and see this cute little set afterwards put it together Very good. So we've got Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. That's it. Now, out in the fields, who was out in the fields? The shepherd, that guy. Yeah. Bring his sheep as well. Very good. Very realistic barring going on up here. Now, the shepherds, what do we know about the shepherds? Well, we know that the shepherds were a bit smelly, a bit dirty. People didn't have a lot of time for them. People didn't think a lot of them. But they were the ones that God wanted to tell. And so he sent who? Who did God send to speak to the shepherds? Who do we need? The angel. Fantastic. So the angels came to surprise the shepherds with the good news. Finally, He's here. God's promised forever king has come. And the shepherds jumped up and shouted, now this we've got to see. And they ran through the night until they found the stable and praised God and gave thanks for this king asleep in a manger. God's forever king. 
who loves outsiders, who loves people who feel like they're not involved, and who wants them to know first that he came for them and everyone else. But that's not all, is it? Up in the sky, there was a bright and shining star which told the wise men a new king has been born. Here they come. Here come the wise men. Very good. The wise men are there. Excellent. So they packed up their things and they traveled until they found a palace. Because surely that's where kings should be found. But the, we haven't got a King Herod one, I don't think. No, the angel is the angel. So the king said, King Herod in the palace said, no, 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 there's no new babies here. But when you find him, come and tell me so that I can worship him too. But we know that that was not what Herod intended, isn't it? That, we're really getting into the panto spirit now, I love it. So the wise men set off, and finally they found, a bit later on, they found the baby boy with his mum and his dad, and they gave him some presents. Gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh to remind us of his death and his resurrection. So who was this baby, this forever king? Well, we know, don't we, that this special forever king that God had sent, that he had always intended to send to be with his people was Jesus. And that's why we love Christmas, isn't it? The story tells us of Jesus who came to live with his people forever and to show the whole world how to know God, not just a far off distant God, but a God who is with us, a God who is with us like a father who is with us like a friend. And it's so important for us today to celebrate, tomorrow to celebrate, every day to celebrate, because when we think about God with us, sending his son, it's like he said a great big I love you to the world. And saying that he's always with us because he completely understands what it's like to be a person. And he's promised to be with us forever as our forever king. And the most amazing thing is that not only is Jesus the forever king for the whole world. He is the forever king, if you want him to be, of your heart and of your life. Maybe there are things that you are going through. Things that make you feel worried or anxious. Things that are going on in your families. Situations that cause you stress. Today is the day to remember again, to invite Jesus to be the forever king of those situations, the forever king of those circumstances. We can trust him because he's God with us, who knows us. He knows what it's like to struggle with the things that we struggle with. And he wants to come and be the forever king of our lives. Amen. So we are going uh, to, to share communion with one another, um, but we're going to sing together first. And as we do that, I would love it if we could take some time together just to think about what situations in your life, what things are you going through, what, what's going on for you this Christmas time that you want to invite Jesus to come and be the forever king of. Why don't I pray? 
Jesus, we praise you this morning that you are the forever king, that we can trust you because we know that you are the king yesterday, you are the king today, and you are the king forever. And so we give to you now all of those things that we are going through, the people this Christmas who we know need to experience your love. We pray that you would come and reign forever king. Thank you that you are good. Amen.